Well, I don't know how long you've been waiting, but I can tell you Christmas is finally here. All of the school things you've been doing, all of the nativity plays, whether it be at school or church, all of the shopping. I don't know how many shops I went into this Christmas. All of the TV build-up, Doctor Who on later and all of that. Carol singers, did anybody have carol singers? Did anybody go carol singing? I know a lot of you did. Advent calendars, we've run out of days. Hurrah! We're here. Happy Christmas. It has arrived. Christmas cards, we had our last one yesterday, would you believe? But that's often the thing that sort of tells you that Christmas is coming, doesn't it? I mean, when do we start thinking about Christmas? There's only 364 shopping days left to next Christmas. When do we actually start? I think we, had, we saw some lights on, not even in the shops, but on somebody's house in October. October, for goodness sake. It's just too long, and it seems to get longer and longer the nearer you get to Christmas. How many of you could sleep last night? Was it exciting going to bed? Yeah. Well, Christmas cards are interesting, aren't they? I thought I'd bring some of my Christmas cards along this morning. I quite like Christmas cards, and... Sometimes it's you know, nice things on the front. There's an angel there. That's quite nice. But you know what I really like in Christmas? I like what people say in them and what the card manufacturers say. And some of them are a bit odd. Season's greetings. not quite sure what that means. But season's greetings. Okay. Hope you have a great Christmas time. Yeah, I like that. That's good. Merry Christmas, it says on this. Wishing you a Merry Christmas. Yep, nice greeting, like that. Happy Christmas on the front, with best wishes for the Christmas and the New Year. Well, there you go, that's another card, and there's two more here, I like this one. Warmest wishes of the season. Hmm, think about that one. And then this one, oh, this is very, very religious, look. Very posh. It says, wishing you a peaceful Christmas. Peaceful Christmas. Do you have a peaceful Christmas? No, it doesn't happen in my house either. I always think that's a bit odd, really. So wishing for a peaceful Christmas. Well, we're going to look at that a little bit in a while. But do you know the one thing that tells me that Christmas is here? There is one thing. I mean, I know you wake up at 7 o'clock, 6 o'clock. Let's have a show of hands. Who was up at 7 o'clock this morning? Okay, put your hands down if you went up, but up at six o'clock. Oh, let's try half five. So six o'clock was the earliest. That's not too bad. I've known four o'clock in the morning when I've done services like this in the past. So six o'clock, I think, is pretty good. But it's not waking up in the morning when Christmas starts for me. Christmas starts for me when I was your age, when I was little, in my household, when mum said these words. You may open the Christmas chocolates. You may open the Christmas chocolates. Now, it just so happens my mum's here today. Mum, may we open the Christmas chocolates? Oh, thank you, mum. That's great. Let's open the Christmas. Anybody fancy a Christmas chocolate? Yeah? Okay. I'm not going to give you the what's what because it'll take you far too long to choose them all. We're going to start over here and I'm going to pass them to this mum. 
and you're going to take them, pass them along, keep passing them around while I'm talking, just in case I go on for too long and um, rip for some more, because I didn't think there would be enough. You know what? Oh, that was a bit too much. You can open that one for me as well, because that's gone wrong. Okay, so while you're eating your Christmas chocolates, let's have a little look about what it is. What is all the fuss about with Christmas? By the end of the day, it'll almost be all over. All that shopping, all those cards, all the food and the cooking, it'll soon be over. And you might wonder what all the fuss is about. But before we go back to check on the turkey, you did turn the turkey on, didn't you? Yeah? And eat those glorious Brussels sprouts. I would just like to check we haven't forgotten anything. You see, we've had all the nativities at school. We've had all the nativity at church throughout the week. And there's one thing in the Christmas story that I don't think I've ever seen in the nativity. And yet it's right there in the Gospel of Luke. And actually, in the timeline of the nativity, it sits right between the shepherds and those three people. Are there three? Those wise people. How many were there? Three? Well, there were three gifts, but we think there were more than three people, yes? Lots? Kings, magi, wise men, whatever we call them. But before they even turned up, probably while they were still staring into the sky and wondering about the star, there was a special event, and it happened about six weeks after Jesus was born. And they took baby Jesus to the temple to be dedicated to say thank you to God for Jesus. And when they were there, they bumped into two people. And they were called Simeon and Anna, a man and a woman. And they'd been there quite a while. Actually, Simeon was getting on in age. We don't know how old he is. Anna was probably about 105. We don't actually know how old she was, but strangely, we do know that she'd been married for seven years and then her husband had died and the Bible tells us that she'd been widowed for 84 years. I always think that's a bit odd when the Bible actually gives you an exact number. It wasn't sort of 80-ish, it wasn't 80... No, 84 years. So I looked it up to find out why. Nobody knows. (laughs) But she was old. She was over 100 years old and she lived in the temple courts. She lived in the temple area. And her and Simeon were there when Jesus first came to the temple to say thank you to God for Jesus. And I don't know why we miss them out, because actually they say some very important things. And I think it's good for us to have a look and to see this morning, particularly what Simeon had to say. And he said these words. He did. There they are. Sovereign Lord. As you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. God had told Simeon that he would see the Savior before he died. And Simeon was longing to see Jesus 
because then he knew that was it. He was getting old. He didn't want to live much longer, perhaps. And he had now seen what had been promised to him. Also walks in Anna. She sees Jesus and she praises God and speaks to all the people around her about the plan that God has for the people of Israel and the whole wide world. Their Christmas had finally come after all the waiting. Now, if you think it's been a long time for this Christmas to come, just think what it was like for them waiting for Jesus to be born, especially Simeon, because he had been told by God that he would see the baby Jesus. And finally, Jesus had arrived, and Simeon said that Jesus was for everyone, and Jesus brought him peace. Peace is a funny thing when it comes to Jesus. This morning, I want to um, think a little bit about peace. We saw that Christmas card earlier about, may you have a peaceful Christmas. Well, I don't know if the card writers really understand what a peaceful Christmas is. But to me, a peaceful Christmas is knowing Jesus. Knowing that he has come. Knowing that he came for every single one of us. And knowing that he's part of God's plan to save us. He is our saviour. And just as we wrap up this morning and head back to check on the turkey, I just want to share a strange verse with you. We may not have had nativity with Simeon and Anna in it, but this is a verse that you might never have heard at a Christmas service ever before. And it comes at the other end of the Gospels. Not at the end where Jesus is born and comes as a baby, but the end towards when he's going to go and die. And he's comforting his disciples. And he tells them this, and I'm reading it from the Message Edition. I told you all this so that trust in me you will be unshakable and assured, deeply at peace. In this godless world, you will continue to experience difficulties. But take heart, I have conquered the world. Jesus at Christmas comes to conquer the world. He comes to bring us peace because we can know him. He brings us a peace that isn't the sort of peace that the world would understand. Not one that's about being quiet. His peace is about reconciliation and a peace that is only found by knowing and meeting with him. Simeon found his peace when he finally saw Jesus. And my prayer for you this Christmas is that you will have a happy, a joyful, and a peaceful one. One that is happy because we celebrate his birth, joyful as he brings joy to this world, and peaceful because we can find peace in Jesus. One more song.